Hey guys, this is Jesus on for the following Patreon listeners. Connor Arnold, Rochelle Jackson, John H. Perry, Jeffrey Voss, Gregory Larson, Rake, Sam Stanfield, David Roberts, Tom Bransfield, and Memnakis. Thanks for helping these Shadowrunners get that Wendigo bounty. Granick, did you kill your parents? What? Why would you say <laughs> such a thing? Why? Who have you been talking to? Oh, you! <laughs> Unless you can drop the gun and then get your full. I know what your answer is, and I'm not. <laughs> a, but I do want the listeners at home to hear you. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Fandible.com, actual play podcast network, unstoppable juggernaut, the monolith of TTRPGs, the shining city on the hill that is the crescent of all wonderful audio, dramatic, comedic, sensual role-playing here on the interwebs, I am Dave, bringing you back to the world of Monster Heart. No, no, different <laughs> rules, different rules. We're going to say Shadowrun. Fuck it, let's do Shadowrun. Okay, two weeks in a row. Yeah, so uh, we are here once again. I'm joined by Billy, Angela, Dan, and Jesus. Hiya. And we are picking up with Shadowrun Prime, the game where... Our lovely contestants, I mean gamers, players, are playing actual honest-to-goodness Shadowrunners. So if you listen to the last episode, then you'll probably know that Billy plays Deku, Angela plays Foise, Jesus plays Gronik, and Dan plays Guns. So <laughs> with that in mind, we are going to pick up where we left off. <clears throat> The night itself does not offer danger. There is no inherent threat from darkness. The only people who believe that are children, children and the wise. The wise know that survival is key. They know that that which you cannot see can harm you. That which you do not know can kill you. Shadowrunners are some mixture of wise and those who believe in the darkness and what it can hold. They believe in the monsters, but they believe in the possibilities. And there you find yourself underneath the flickering light deep within Brooklyn in the distance, the creaking of old wood holding aloft ancient piers, intrudes upon your ears that are pricked up desperately trying to hear the next threat that may come from that darkness. Having recently been given this job to simply eliminate a problem for Miss Lynn, the boss of the Hell Money Triad, you were immediately set upon by monstrous humanoids wreathed in white fur. In a nearby dumpster, once they were dispatched, you found bodies stacked like so much plywood, or better yet, wet newspapers. And you are met with two things. The stench from the rotting corpses of the victims of the creatures, though not entirely dispatched, clearly there may be countless more in this sprawling area. And the darkness. The dark does not hold any inherent threat or danger. Unless you are wise. And you stand there with the old crumbling cement and gravel and asphalt at your feet that once carried countless trucks to and fro, 
in this massive sprawling area. To your left is a massive warehouse where once may have been offices, and to your right, the same. Large stone mortar buildings, the likes of which are not constructed anymore. Perhaps this place is too old to be purchased by one of the mega corporations, too faulty to build upon, too expensive. Perhaps, however, considering the silence, perhaps there's something more. Perhaps there's something just wrong with this place. Because within 20 feet, you have found a box full of bodies and monstrous humans. And you look around, you notice that no one else is on the street. No one. No lights are on in the adjacent dilapidated apartments. Within this space, an easy matrix search will show you the breadth of the area. It is expansive. To reiterate from before, there is a mall. There are factories, warehouses, buildings. You know that there used to be a film company that used to shoot here. But it's very industrial. It's very old. And apparently, very infested. Now, without having to make any of you roll, you've been around the block, as it were. The shadowy, shadowy block. Have we run around that block? Yeah, that makes it sound like some sort of children's like ghost story. Like in the shadowy, shadowy block, there was a shadowy, shadowy house. <laughs> the shadowy, shadowy house, there was a shadowy, shadowy door. In the shadowy, shadowy door, there was a woman who said, give me your money. <laughs> yeah, there's a shadow on the run. <laughs> None of that rhymed. That'd be a terrible children's story. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Vandible.com. We don't do children's rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you don't need to roll for this. You've dealt with ghouls countless times. They are a reality of the streets. They are, depending on how you feel about them, they are a constant menace and nightmarish threat. That's or, what happens when you give, when something, a uh, disease takes away something soul. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They don't have souls. They they don't have souls. That's why it's fun to kill them. We're doing them the service. Yeah. As imagine in your past, Deku's chopping off ghouls' heads, and another shatter owner's like, oh, yeah, for the bounties, right? And Deku's like, what bounties? (laughs) Oh, this is so convenient. (laughs) (laughs) Cha ching, cha ching, cha ching. Um, So they're either this incredible stalking threat. Or the, they are this pitiable creature, this, this person that was infected uh, and through no fault of their own became this, this thing seeking only respite and community and safety where they can with others of their kind. Or you feel about them any way in between. Or you don't at all. But well, you do know. Foisy probably loves them, which means they're in very dangerous territory. <laughs> they will she will drown them all. <laughs> Oisey was not the one doing the drowning. I would like to establish this. Well, I'm so but sorry. You knew the drowning might happen. Let's just put that out there. Maybe that will come up. Maybe something more about that will come up. Yeah. Because there's things you still don't know. Let's let's <laughs> Focus, everyone. Keep. Let's focus on the problem at hand. But you know that uh, the ghoul virus, the human, metahuman, vampiric virus that affects everyone differently, affects different metatypes differently. And humans, orcs, even trolls, elves, dwarves, they don't become fucking gremlins. They don't become, or mogwai, evil mogwai. They don't become tiny Yeti, um, or in this case, Windigo. They don't become these things. They just become ghouls. And yeah, that, that is all. What do you do? I look towards Granik. Uh, Deku looks towards Granik and frowns because he has to ask for 
Granik's expertise. And he says, Granik, um, uh, why the hell these things are covered in fur? Can I roll a parazygology? Zoology roll to see if to have any idea what. Oh, yeah, having. absolutely. That's okay. that is custom made for this sort yep, of thing. Yep. That is literally what the skill is. <laughs> I don't know, but I killed my parents. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll tell you what they didn't do. Kill my parents. Yeah. Just one, <laughs> just one success. Um, all, you know right. they did not kill your parents. Yeah. <laughs> they did not kill my parents. <laughs> Everyone slowly turns towards Granik. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just so we can get this out of the way and move on. Granik, did you kill your parents? What? Why would you say <laughs> such a thing? Why? Who have you been talking to? Oh, for you. <laughs> um, all right, Granik, you got one success. Yep. You look over the bodies, a couple of interesting things. Um, one is that they do have claws, but they're more like sharpened fingernails, not entirely the feral thing that would happen from a ghoul, for instance. They seem to have somewhat milky eyes, which is an effect of ghoulism uh, in humans, but they have dark red rings in the center of their irises, which you've never seen before. They have white fur and it is coarse, but as you turn it around or as you run your hand through their hair, you see that in fact, it is clear. You run your hand behind it and you can see your hand. Like a polar very bear. Very close. Exactly. Like a polar bear. And they have extended, distended jaws with tusk-like teeth. But they're not as sharp as they could be with HMHVV normally. And if you didn't know better, you would say this is as if someone was trying to make a window. But you look for all the signs, blots uh, near the jugular. Uh, there's usually a butterfly-shaped uh, bruise in the shoulders. And Gronik the entire time is just basically just tearing the clothes off of this thing like a Civil War-era doctor about to you know, conduct a surgery. And you find all the signs, but fur. And I see no indication of him, of this person being bitten at some point or anything like that. No. Everybody roll me a perception. Oh, I have a perception of two. Is this uh, also tethered to uh, intuition? <clears throat> yes, it is. Just giant shout out to every single person in the Shadowrun community that builds a website uh, or, a, or a free app or a web application, anything. Because there are so many of them in the community mm -hmm. and they are so crucial oh, and yeah. I always use them. So absolutely, if you did anything like that, even if it's just you, you, you made a list in a Google Doc of all kinds of stuff that can happen in high winds when you're at sea, thank you. All right, anyways. Doug got three. One. Okay. Uh, three for me, right? We're looking for fives and sixes? Yes. yes. Seven. Man, nice. Fuck. Wow. Fuck all. <laughs> I... All right. Um, so, all right, let's start with uh, Gronik at one. Mm -hmm. um, you killed your parents. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gronik, um, they, we're going to look at it from a uh, cryptozoolog cryptozoological standpoint. Mm -hmm. uh, now, you were given silver bullets. If you remember, silver gel rounds that can basically become whatever caliber for whatever gun. One of my favorite little things I've ever invented. Mm -hmm. And you were given silver, but silver works against wear changers, vampires, you think Banshee. But the bullets and knives and swords that you just used seem to do fine they're not healing they're not getting back up they didn't that's it seem to do fine that's weird dan i'm oh, sorry 
Deku and John Kimley. The, the bullets did do fine. You've shot supernatural creatures in the past. You very famously fought griffins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these didn't really put up the fight that a supernatural creature would. These definitely did not put up the fight that super, supernatural creatures would in their home turf. From a combat standpoint, which is what both of you would see it as. This wasn't really a response in a sort of, it wasn't a trap. They weren't hunters waiting for prey. They seemed surprised. So it seems to lack a certain kind of primal predatory sense. Hmm. Even the dumbest ghoul will know to either hide from shadow runners or people or know how to spring a trap if they're starving. But you do remember that Wet John mentioned that their people have been attacked by things that look remarkably like these. And that's when we get to Foise. Foise. You know a lot of things about the streets. You grew up in one of the worst places in the United Canadian American States. It was a hard life and definitely part of that life is forgetting about it from time to time. Why, in fact, even you and your old ex, John, would find, shall we say, chemical uh, remediation, uh, removal from from the day-to-day. You'd get fucked up on drugs. And you know what completely fucked up people look like. And this thing is fucked up and you smell this sweet sickly smoke stained in each one of their furs the same way that you can tell when someone smells like cigarettes or someone smells like weed or i don't know if if any of you have smelled opium but you probably know it wasn't the other two i just mentioned you would smell a strange smoke and kind of like a clove cigarette that's been left out too long that's what they smell like it's sweet it's got a somewhat pleasing aroma but underneath the heart note uh, to use a term from um, perfume is sour and wrong and that's when you notice the sunken eyes that's when you notice the tight skin along the palms that's when you notice the distended jaw has rotting teeth and a spotted tongue, these are addicts. You've seen these a million times before. The people underneath all this are addicts. No bite marks. Not, I don't think these things are, are these things ghouls? They're clearly ghouls, but they were not acting like ghouls. They seem sluggish. Yeah, because they're addicted to something. What are you talking about? And Foise points out a couple of the more obvious markers. Plus, do any of you got noses? I mean, yeah, you know, at that, Deku will, like, pick up one of their palms and sniffs it because Deku is addicted, I think, to Turbo Crack. (laughs) Turbo Crack, (laughs) yeah. He's addicted to stimulants of all kinds, but... But yeah. he uh, does have Nova Coke on him. Nova Coke. He's addicted oh, to Nova Coke, not Turbo Crack. <laughs> no, I like Turbo Crack. <laughs> turbo Crack. Oh, oh, listeners, please give me the stats for Turbo Crack. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. He's, he like runs like a finger under his nose and says, hmm. And, he, and then, of course, he looks at the, like the, the eyes, the tongue. Then he nods his head and says, it's definitely no drug that I know of. But, yeah, you're right. These people are definitely addicts. So addicts decided to make themselves look like Wendigos? No, 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 no. Could I, um, a while back, I, uh, I did a job where we killed a man who was trying to make a, um, a drug. Uh, he was infusing the drug with a common cold germ to make some sort of addiction um, a disease. It never worked. He ended up dying before I got to kill him. But um, what if it was that? What if it was something like that? That this was a um, some a sort of drug? a wind drug. Yes. What if that was the case? 
Oh, that is. That's these, these people are clearly ghouls, but they're not ghouls. They're different. So were it's, they ghouls and then addicted or did the, the drug, if it, that would mean the drug itself would have HPV inside of it to turn them into partial ghouls? That's, I don't know. I mean, I've never felt a Wendigo. If you had asked me a couple months ago, a couple minutes ago, I would have said the Wendigo was a fairy tale. Yeah, I will tell you this much. These are definitely nothing like Wendigos. They're way too weak. Well, I don't think you meant HPV, by the way, because that's a sexual Oh, right. Sorry. Well, sorry. Uh, what, you can what, just say ghoulism. That's fine. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Ghoulism. Ah, sorry, listeners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all these. All I just these forgot. That's how I killed my parents. I gave them HPV. <laughs> What? <laughs> Deku just like rubs his face and says, I don't know. I mean, Foise is right. These are clearly addicts, but they are also ghouled. Uh, David, can ghouls actually get addicted? Like, can they get high? You're not sure. I look they towards are living. They are living. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just no souls. So we, it's okay to kill them. <laughs> right. They're living without souls. Okay. Especially the children ghouls. They, do <laughs> yes. not, they definitely don't have souls. Or as, uh, as uh, Deku calls those, uh, add-ons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Finn Tucker, like my guy from like uh, our Saints of Suffering, is yeah. very like, you know, he believes that ghouls, ghouls are like tragic people. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is why Deku... Oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, this, shadow this group considers little ghouls to be fun size. <laughs> yeah, fun size. <laughs> you can put them all in a bag. You guys ever play that role-playing game? Three, <laughs> three fun size ghouls in the French <laughs> yeah. So Deku just kind of rubs his face and just stands up and then look and then slowly pulls out his sword, it giving that cool hum as it leaves the sca- uh, leaves the scabbard. <laughs> And he, then he just looks around and says, I don't know. What that means, though, is uh, this thing is addicting to take. These people are addiction hounds, hunters. There's probably a lot of them, which means we have to be careful. We need to find this thing before it uh, decides to send actual troops towards us, not just the addicts chasing a high. Mm. All right. If it's just these guys, we should be fine. They were pretty easy to kill, but it won't real, be. Yeah, it won't for, be. If one of them is really one to go, get those bullets ready. It's gonna be a tough fight. Uh, I'm going to activate my heat uh, vision, my thermal. Um, my thermal vision. Mm-hmm. Tap the side of my uh, forehead and you know activate it. Switch through uh, my implants, and I'm just going to be looking around for any signs of a large amount of heat source, like a, a big heat source. Uh, Cause the way I'm thinking is, is like, if this is drugs, if these people are addicted, they have to get their drug from somewhere and they're probably not going to go too far away. So I'm basically looking for uh, the heat lamps, the, the boiling meth tent, you know, that kind of stuff. What, what, um, you know, like, the cryptocurrency farm. They cook this shit in. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking for like a heat source because I'm. I doubt that they just like. Oh, it's all natural. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, having sent you a map of this place, it is very large. So you're going to have to look around. You're actually going to have to search uh, and walk around to see if you can find any heat signatures. Because right now you can just see, you know vents from the subway mm-hmm. and you can uh see you know just okay. blues and blues and reds um but nothing nothing significant all right and, and is he no oh, sorry go ahead so uh yeah Deku will uh wave you guys on he says i'm going to start searching for um any unique heat signatures uh keep an eye out and he's going to slowly start working forward yeah, and as they start working forward, I said, give me one quick minute. And I'm going to use, uh, create a Force One Watcher. Okay. Uh, let's see here. And that is a summoning. So that's a summoning plus my magic, I believe. Yep. Six. And, okay. And my summoning is a five. Oh, 11 dice. <clears throat> Uh, one, two. So two hours, more than enough time. Uh, I'm not gonna let it materialize, but if I, if you could look into the actual plane, it would look like a 
a very angry looking winged honey badger. And winged honey badger. <laughs> smoking a stogie. Yep, yep. And I'm going to and I'm going to have it just look, float around me a sensing for me. All right. It yep. does that. Yep. All right, I'm good. And uh the watcher does it get a resistance roll? I yeah, you look that up. Yeah, it's yeah, not okay. so much critical right now. All right, so Deku, are you going to try to be quiet or are you going to focus on focusing? Oh no, Deku's going to try to be uh, quiet. Okay, so <clears throat> that means you are going to be splitting your dice pool. Of course. So what I need you to do is look at your sneaking or uh, and your perception and tell me which one is lower. Uh, my perception would be lower. It's five. Okay, so five total dice. So I need you to split those up as half as possible. So two for one, three for the other. One is going to be your perception pool. The other is going to be your sneaking pool. Dogberry, motherfucker. Just so you know, a watcher's attribute ratings are equal to its force, which is one. Cool. Okay. Oh, God. Okay, so I rolling, I'm rolling two dice, so that's good for a glitch. Uh this is going to be for my sneaking, okay? Okay, sounds good. Uh, my sneaking, I got a five and a six. Shit. Wow. Okay. Oh, shit. All right. Okay. Even while distracted, <laughs> it's like Deku's like on his phone or some shit. Mm-hmm. And he's just still like stepping over broken glass <laughs> and then like pivoting away from like, you know, a dead rat body or whatever. So, okay. Two successes. That's fantastic. And now your perception test. Ah, none. I mean, no glitch, but I got zero successes. Okay, great. Wow. Okay, okay. All right. So focusing on more of your survival instincts than looking around, Deku, you find yourself a bit distracted on making sure you don't make any noise. So it's looking down, looking to the left, looking to the right, and then remembering to look around over and over and over. And whoever goes with him, sneaking. Unless you want to be allowed. Uh, I shouldn't sneak anywhere. I already failed once. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if at first you don't succeed, stop. (laughs) You stay stay with the dead when the ghost. You know what? Why should have done this before? I use one of my services to cast concealment on the entire party. Okay. You okay. have one service left. I, I have believe. one service left. Yep. That would have been probably a smart move to do. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> you know like, what? Right. I'd be like, oh, right. right, oh, right. right. All right. I was telling you. Know, I, I, I glitched. That wouldn't have helped at all. <laughs> uh, and I believe that gives you what? Six extra dice? Or uh, that gives yeah. people a negative six? I on... think it gives you an L check, but I think it just gives you everyone an, equal to his force negative, which is minus six. Anyone trying to look at us. Fuck. All right. Okay, so well, I I don't find uh, Deku looks around and after a while just says like there's just too much interference. He's looking through an entire city block. Uh, Yeah, several. I I mean, it's not that he doesn't see heat signatures or large heat signatures. He does. He sees a lot of them. So basically, it's like yeah, that building, that building, that building. There's this is a block. The homeless probably live here. They probably have campfires. It's it's not helpful it's kind of like saying like oh look for the hay that's yellow it's like well the, i see a lot of yellow hay but to take my time slowly looking for that it's not going to work yep <clears throat> okay no there's too much heat signatures i'm not seeing anything that's really mm-hmm. grabbing my attention all right uh, we I- can always look inside the building near the dumpsters i mean that's yeah. where the bodies were i i look at my watcher and say do you anything Using a actually, you know, I'm gonna do it because I have a higher percentage in my watcher. I just I have the watcher there just in case something wants to surprise me in the astral plane. But I'm just gonna use my ascensing to look around. Do it, roll it. All right. One, two, three, four successes. Okay. Uh you look around and uh, you look side to side. You look up and down the buildings. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you do see some life signatures, as Deku said, very, very far away. It looks like homeless gathered around. 
the ubiquitous trash can fire. And unlike Williamsburg, this seems like the real McCoy. They are the down and out trying to get through a chilly night. You look at some of the buildings and you do see in one of the buildings closest to the in the building closest to the uh, stack of bodies in the dumpster that you walked by, eight life signatures. But they do seem peculiar because they seem like their astral selves, their auras are fluctuating as if there's some sort of infection of magic Mm. because you know that many cryptozoologists or crypto creatures cryptids you know that many cryptids have inherent magical ability the eight you see in front of you seem like they're kind of switching channels on a television and some of them happen to be magically active but it's on their soul hold up i see eight but they're weird. Their auras are all... Some of them are kind of magic. Maybe. But I think it might be internal. My, maybe this drug has a magical component to it of some sort. Foisy, this just gets better and better. <laughs> Get ready. But they're that way. All right. Get ready. We've been ready. Okay. Listen, I need to say it. It's required by law. No, no. Wait, wait. Now you're listening to the law. I killed my parents. I don't listen to any law. (laughs) Except the law that says be ready. Yeah, that's the one law you follow. That's the one my parents really should have listened to. (laughs) John, John Kim Lee, Mm -hmm. do you want to take point? I'd really rather not. Okay, well, you take you watch the back out. I'll go first. All right, uh, just just a note, uh, since uh, JKL has those uh, silver bullets, mm-hmm. um, he's got he's got two Ares guns. One of them is loaded with the silver bullets. One of them has regular bullets. Okay. Silver bullet one is still holstered. He's, got it. he's got the regular one out. And Deku has the sword, his sword out. Um, actually, he's going to slip his sword back into place. No, he's going to take out his sword. I'm sorry. But he's going to keep his sword out, but it's he does not have that silver gel on it yet. Um, that's still in his pocket. Okay. And he's going to move towards the building uh, to, and just signaling to, people. Just, just to know, since this will probably come up soon, applying him applying the silver gel, is that like an action or is that like... like um. To the bullets or no, him because the bullets oh. are, are already like they're, they're loaded. Like that's why I'm, I'm saying that now. Like they're ready in that gun. Applying the silver gel would be a simple action. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. So you get two simple actions or one complex action in a round. So all right. So who's I'm sorry, who's taking point? Uh Deku's gonna lead the way and uh John Kim Lee is gonna be the one watching the back. Yeah, he's 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 actually uh kind of He's bringing up the rear and kind of covering uh, Foisey. Yep, and he, he knows in a fight, Foisey's not going to immediately <laughs> like come out guns blazing. So just in case, yeah, that's and what I'll, she pays you for. Exactly, and I'll be right behind Deku. You get paid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep, a sense in the entire time. Okay. Uh, you walk towards the massive double doors. They give a creak as you open them that echoes along the cavernous alleyways of the Brooklyn Navy Yard. And inside is darkness, faintly illuminated by the large, now yellow tinted stained windows covered in crisscross metal that are high atop the walls of the of the building it seems to be some sort of warehouse that was that has higher floors as you saw on the outside some sort of offices it's about four stories it is four stories high and the first two stories as you peek inside are simply a large warehouse 
old rusted metal makes up a large amount of machinery that has been haphazardly dumped to and from stripped of all copper wiring and anything that could conceivably be sold. And the only thing left is just rotting metal, old iron pieces just lying there in heaps, not unlike the bodies that you discovered earlier. Off into the distance, you see what once must have been seats for workers and lockers to change into, again, all one massive open room. And then you see in the distance across the way, about 150 feet is a stairwell that leads up onto a catwalk that leads up to darkness. As you may have low light vision, Deku and John Kimley, but it only offers you so much as none of the ambient light that reaches in from the windows is cast to the second floor. Would our thermographic vision help? You can see that there is a catwalk above. Okay. Uh, anything with a sensing? You would have to roll it every time you go into a new ah, space. Okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because when you ascend, you cannot see the physical world. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. You can see if something's living, but you can't really see the physical world. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. No, no. Going up. Okay. Yeah. De- uh, well, Deku is going up. Yes. All right. Quietly, I'm not going to make you roll for this. It would be superfluous. You quietly ascend to the second floor. And I need, as you, as you, as you all go upon the um, the landing or the the catwalk, you notice in either direction there are what are obviously office doors and you start to smell a little bit of that same familiar scent that smoke and as you all notice that it is a short-lived bit of information a very short-lived realization of a clue as the old rotting catwalk having not had six shadow run five four Shadow runners standing on it begins to buckle and give way. Everybody, roll me initiative against gravity. <laughs> my gr- my great enemy has returned. Yeah, Chronic, you can just give this one up. That's fine. <laughs> I would like to shoot the planet until it stops affecting me with its gravity. <laughs> I rolled a nine for initiative. No, wait, ten for initiative. Right. Uh... Okay. The initiative is not the, 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 the action. There's no action coming from the rotting catwalk. This does have to do with the order of rolling to not fall. Mm-hmm. So since it's not combat, I'm not getting hit with combat paralysis. Correct. Yay. I got a 13. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can enter, you can enter this situation with an eye roll. <laughs> it's like, Oh, of course this is how it's going. Uh, you know, I rolled I blame all the, I blame yeah. the non-dwarves here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I rolled terrible. So all in all it's, I, I just have a 13. Wow. <laughs> I rolled as probably as bad as you can without just getting all ones. Mm-hmm. I have a 19. Jesus Christ. Uh, can I actually, uh, I'm curious. Can I critically glitch on this? Everybody I, can glitch or critically glitch. So I critically glitched. Did you roll all ones? I rolled a one, a one, and a two. All right. So Jesus. It, okay. Yeah, you can you can theoretically glitch on initiative. Um and all that means is this has never happened before. <laughs> um we're so you didn't critically glitch because that would be all ones. That no, just no, no, means- no. It, I think it is a critically glitched. I think if you get because I'm using a, a, a program, a dice roller that tells me if I critically glitched. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I did, I, I, I got two it, it's saying I got a critical glitch instead of just a glitch. Oh, okay. Um, then I mean, the, the effect is going to be roughly the same because there's nothing that catastrophic that can happen. It says that you are going to go last, okay. Yeah. All right. So, and I'll have to double check. I don't know if you can glitch, but right now I'm going to go with it. Um, oh, it says here, should a player roll a test that results in a failed test and enough ones for a glitch? Okay. 
Oh, okay. Um, so oh, well, there's no oh, way to fail yeah, this. Yeah, so I know. I just, I just, it just, just yeah, So never mind. You're going to 13 because there's no way to fail this test. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. That's that's so that's how you critically glitch. If you yeah, yeah. get no successes at all and you get more than, that's how F1, it is. So right. yeah, you, yeah. you you could you could succeed and get a critical and you get a glitch. Yes. Yeah. So you fail and you glitch as well. That's a critical glitch. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. That's yes. what it is. Ah, uh, that's right. That's what it is too. But since I can't fail, it's just uh, I go at 13. Yeah, you just go last or second last. Um, all right. So what did everybody get? I know that John's going first. I got a 10. So I go last. Okay. So it's going to go, John, you know, the physical adept, you're surely going to save everyone. Uh-huh. Nope. And then it's going to go <laughs> Deku, uh, the cyber samurai. Um, I think Foisy and- goes first uh, before me. Well, Foisy, what'd you get? 13. 13. Oh, and then Deku got what? 13, 13, 13. Okay. So, you, uh, so it's going to be Deku first because i'm looking at his stats now and his agility yeah. is a six mm-hmm. um and then it's going to go to foise and then it's going to go to granic all right so john kimley yes the walkway buckles mm. and starts to starts to fall out from one side very indiana jones like it doesn't immediately just fall it starts to spill everyone to one side mm. And it is then that you notice below you, it just so happens that there is a collection of old, rotting, rusted, tetanus-inducing metal strewn about underneath you. Mm -hmm. I need you to roll me an athletics. That's not what that is. Um, Would that be... Freefall? Yeah. I mean, it would either be gymnastics. Gymnastics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Or freefall if you want to just kind of like (laughs) jump for it. (laughs) Dive in, accept accept my fate and dive. (laughs) Um, I would like to, I I would like to not dive into the pile. So that would straight up be gymnastics, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, All right. Cool. Yeah. I can, I can, I can roll that. I mean, my only other option was to start shooting wildly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. my, my Shoot the reaction. tetanus. Shoot yeah, the exactly. tetanus. All right. So uh, my gymnastics uh, grand total pool is nine dice. Now, John. Yes, sir. You said you had a gun in your hand, correct? Yes, I did. So I did. I'm going to need you to remove two dice from that mm. because you only have, unless you can drop the gun mm. and then get your full pool. I know what your answer is, and I'm not, <laughs> no, no, I'm not. but I do want the listeners at home to hear you. <laughs> I, would, I, I, I would like to, to shoot that rule. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to need that gun. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm keeping the gun. So I'm going down to seven dice. Uh, mm-hmm. cool. uh, let's see. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And that is uh, one, two, three, four successes. Nice. Wow. All right. So, John, you reach out and you grab onto the grating that is the floor of the catwalk and you hold on. Yes. Now, the reason I had you all roll uh, initiative is mm-hmm. because now John <laughs> no. is a stationary object yes. that you can reach out to who's <laughs> wearing things like loose clothing, has limbs. <laughs> Next is Deku. So I had my sword out in my hand. So you'd be negative two. I would like this. I was curious. Hang on. Mm -hmm. No, I'm curious um, because sometimes I overstep because I'm playing a badass and I Mm -hmm. don't know when badass and ridiculousness uh, does not uh, when they one goes overboard. Yeah. Yep. As I'm falling, Deku's going to launch himself. So the catwalk is it against the wall or is it not against the wall? No, it's like in the center where um, it. Uh, is in the center and goes to either wall. And okay. It, it, clearly, it's something you would walk up so you could look down at the people working at the machinery and then go into one of the offices that uh, that are on either side of the catwalk. It's the cyberpunk version of the rickety bridge yes. over a chasm. Yes, and I'll thank you to stop reading directly from my notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Deku is going to... Uh, Deku's... I was wondering if I could stab my sword into like a grate and uh, jump and try to stab my sword into a grate to hold on to, but that might be a little bit overboard. Uh, 
you want to stab your sword into something to basically use it as a yeah. means of not falling. Yeah, yeah. Sure, fuck it. That, yeah. That's kind of like what I'm going for. Yeah, that sounds great. Is the something JKL's leg? No, no. <laughs> I, I was going for the grading in the the grading on the floor, but I mean, if, if it is, is, so this there. this wouldn't this wouldn't be like it's not. You're not trying to pierce metal with metal. You're trying to basically finesse in a fraction of a second, turn the blade so it goes into the grating and like hooks there. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Because it's a perforated grating where you can look down and see where you're walking. You know, the terrifying kind. <laughs> yes, of course. So that's what he's going to be doing. So what do I roll? Uh, so you're just going to roll. Um, you are going to roll your normal attack. So that's going to be your. Blades? Yeah, that's going to be your blades plus agility. Um, oh, he gets to use his weapons. But we are we are going to be with the negative one because you are falling at this time. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, I got two successes. All right. Great. Um, then you managed to hook with two successes. You managed to hook or slide the blade through one of the openings on the grating floor of the catwalk. And with two successes, you managed to hook on. But with the bounce, you miscorrect your weight and one of your hands comes free. So you are holding on by only one arm. He only right. needs one arm. Hmm. Sounds like a masturbation joke, but we're going to move on because <laughs> yeah. I am a gentleman and an adult. <laughs> All right, Angela, you see Deku jacking it. What do you do? <laughs> uh, so first of all, what happens if I spend edge before I roll? Uh, you get to add your edge rating to the roll and you re-roll all uh, sixes. And it's a success on a four, five, and six. Ooh, um, I'm going to do that okay. because I don't want to die. Mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. my, my gymnastics isn't terrible, but still. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I've got. And by add my edge rating, it's add that number of dice. The total edge rating, yes. The total stat. Okay. Whew. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Whoa. Wait. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. With one, two, three, five of those are sixes. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, black cat. <laughs> uh, do I get to keep rolling six, re-rolling the sixes? Yep, yes, yep. you do. All right, so um, we're up to 50. <laughs> so so I, by the way, 10 years of watching Angela remember the edge rules <laughs> and then just just with gleeful, like childlike glee and wonder, roll a stupid amount of successes. Go on. Uh, we end at 16. 16. <laughs> she just, she steps I really on didn't heads. want to die. Yeah. She right, steps so on our heads, then drowns us in the fucking East River. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I would you like to describe what you do? I have an idea. Um, Go ahead. Uh, yeah. All right. You. Everybody swings down. Uh, well, Gronik will get to you. Uh -huh. But anyone uh, in the you know in a blink of an eye may look up and see that Foise had simply walked over to the far railing and hopped up knowing that it was going to rotate and is sitting Mary Poppins style <laughs> on it. Like, uh, like a goddamn hobbit mm -hmm. as it swung down and is perfectly safe. Like, like a kid on a swing set, just sitting there legs dangling over completely safe. Yeah. Not helping anybody at this point. But safe. <laughs> <laughs> the other 15 successes to somehow get the money that we've been trying to get. <laughs> and yeah, with that many successes, I will say you have a chance to look down with your thermographic vision. And because as Deku said, there's so many different heat signatures from um, just from the city itself and this being an industrial area. It's not blinding, but it is, you can see in the dark, but there, are, uh, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a cornucopia, if you will, of 
uh, of colors, of colors. Um, and you notice that deep below you, the machinery, you may have missed this before, is a little warm. And then your nose pricks up and you realize that's where that cigarette, that faint smell is coming from. And if that's where it's coming from, what happens if one of the guys falls into it? <laughs> Got it. Oh, no. <laughs> Speaking of which, I believe there's one more person on the initiative roster. Were you going to roll free fall? <laughs> I elbow dropped the plot device. <laughs> I'm not saying it wasn't on my mind. Yeah, it's like, don't fucking tempt Jesus. <laughs> when he I will. saw that free diving is an actual goddamn skill <laughs> or free fall is an actual skill. I was like, do they listen to our podcast? <laughs> so I'm going to change my plans. Um, well, the thing is, you don't know that. Yeah, I know. I know. Because I had two ideas I was trying to find out because both of them bad. No, no, both of them bad because everyone's on a catwalk. So it wouldn't make sense for me to be in the bottom. Mm-hmm. If someone, had, someone else had landed in the bottom, I was going to free fall. But instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to use my last service okay. and have the honey badger grab the back of my shirt and fling me up to the catwalk. Okay, great. Sounds good. All right. Do I need to roll for the... Uh, no, I'm going to say you're using a you're using a service, so I'm okay. not going to make you roll gymnastics to catch. That would be yeah. kind of pointless. It would be yeah. the same role as if you didn't bother with the honey badger at all. Right. So um, with a, a little bit more roughness, you would have liked from a uh, from a, you know, yeah. a yeah. spirit. Uh, it flings you up. And unlike Foise, who uh, is daintily uh, and carefully <laughs> sitting on the on the railing that has now been twisted and is basically just mm-hmm. like I said, like some sort of children's uh, swing set. You get thrown into it chest first, oh. and your arms flip over it, and you're basically the bar is now underneath your armpits Ooh. and across across your chest as your legs dangle over the side, and you are all safely there, but the. Uh, as Angela put it, the cyberpunk equivalent of the rotten wooden bridge is now just dangling on one side with a sheer drop below. That is nice. <sighs> OSHA's going to hear about this. <laughs> David, does it sound like anybody heard this commotion? As the sound reverberates around the entire area, there's a moment of silence and you don't hear any howls like you did before. Thanks for listening to this episode from the Fandible Podcast Network. If you liked what you heard, please consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other network. And don't forget to share your favorite episodes with friends or on social media. Speaking of, you can connect with us on Twitter at Fandible. Find out more about us at Fandible.com and get early access to episodes and exclusive content at our Patreon.